Welcome to the tech segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things. We are set outside in the blaring sunshine at the Prince of Wales, our home from home. Is it blaring or glaring? It's a bit of both. <laughs> it's, a bit of both. <laughs> it's quite loud, it's the sunshine. Um, we're drinking Boondoggle, and this week, month, today, we're talking about radio. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Yep, so we're back we're with back. yet another ridiculously broad and wide-ranging technology <laughs> subject, so thank you very much to all yeah. those of you who voted. Yeah, you know, We could have had the nice tight risk or all the jokes that came with Root. And but Ram, let's no, not forget uh, Ram. Ooh, Ram. Did they even make the vote? No. Oh, okay. um, but no, so we're talking about radio. Specifically, <laughs> I think we're going to have to dial this in a bit. So we're talking about radio in terms of how radio is used in computers, phones, etc. Not Bluetooth, just, isn't it? yeah. So let's start with a couple of definitions because you need to understand this stuff before we get into it. Um, telephony. Are you familiar with the concept of telephony? It's the phone. Yes. Um, and we can break this down into basically two subcategories. So we have voice yeah, telephony. Telephone radio. Huh? Telephone radio. Well, your mobile does. Oh, right, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, oh, I'm yeah. still on a rotary. <laughs> I've got like a hardwired rotary phone that I just carry around with me with kilometres of cable. Nice. Yeah. Like one of those field telephones Labor from World War I. I get a lot of hipster points. Um, yeah, so telephony and telephony uh, concerns with both obviously voice making phone calls, but also data over the phone network. Talk about VOIP? Uh, no. Okay, cool. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, and the next one is the difference between analogue and digital when we're talking about transmission. Ooh. So basically, analogue is old stuff, digital is new stuff. Yep. There we go. Covered. So um, it's, thanks. This has been We're Drunk and We Know Things. <laughs> um, if, I, if you hear me make reference to simplex versus duplex, will you know what I mean? Oh, just not long. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no idea. So, uh, in uh, simple terms, um, simplex is simpler. Simplex is like a walkie-talkie. Right. So you have to, you can either talk or listen, but you can't do both simultaneously. Sure, because you've got to press a button. Duplex is more like a modern telephone where you can do both at the same ah. time. Uh, although technically, you are unable to listen whilst you're talking, but you know there's nothing in the technology that's stopping you doing that. It's just your general level of rudeness and attention span. It's true, I am rude. Um, and finally, everybody's favourite: kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, or in this case, bit. What about terabytes? Uh, we don't get that high. Oh. So all you need to know is that a kilobit is a thousand bits. Yep. A megabit is a thousand kilobits. Right. And a gigabit is a thousand megabits. Right. So it's a thousand thousand kilobits. Sure. Good. I mean, you, you know me. Right. Matches my song suit. With all of that out of the way, we can begin at the beginning, in the golden age of radio. In fact, it's not even the golden age of radio, because <laughs> the they haven't invented it yet. Of, oh, right. Um, in the late 1880s, right. we have a chap called Heinrich Rudolf Hertz. <laughs> okay, sure. Who established... Triple H, sorry, Triple H. <laughs> oh, no, Ru- Hi- Rudolf. Heinrich HRH. Sorry, yeah. His Royal H-R-H. Highness, Hertz. Yeah. Um, and he basically discovered or established the existence of something called electromagnetic radiation. Right. Which has been around, uh, but we just didn't know it was there. Which ironically made him a real pussy magnet. Oh, God. It's gonna be, there's going to be lots of these. We've got to liven it up. Yeah. Like, it's radio. Okay. <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah, so prior to Hertz's discovery, they just decided it was all witchcraft. Um, and sure, yeah. 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 Um, he was building on research that was done by a chap called James Clark Maxwell. Mm. And uh, in late 1894... Um, in late 1894? November. Uh, Guglielmo Marconi. Guglielmo... I don't know how you say his first name. Marconi. Yeah. Yeah, we've heard of him. Uh, he began pursuing the idea of building a wireless telegra- telegraphy system. Did he invent the TV as well? Uh, no. Cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe later, but we're not bothered about that. So the telegram has been around for a while. Yep. You know, people tapping out messages, but it always ran over cables. Morse Marconi code, right? wanted to use wireless uh, telegraphy oh. so that he could basically compete with people who ran the very expensive and cable he, under, the, never under the ocean. Just shouting. Well, you can't really shout across the Atlantic. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> All right, fuck no. on, leg on. Um, so, he patents this system in 1896, yep. uh, before he'd actually built it, um, and came up with the first Smart commercial move. communication system a few years later. But no one could receive his transmissions, because he was the only one that had it. Uh, yeah, he was just broadcasting into a void. No, because he did a couple of famous experiments uh, where he transmitted from, say, I think it was Lizard Point in Cornwall, right. uh, over to somewhere in the US East Coast. Marconi? Marconi. Neither an American nor an English name? No, an Italian. Right, and did it from Cornwall to America? Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, he also uh, plays the mamba. What? Whilst listening to the radio. Ma, 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 I, I don't... I, am I... I don't... <laughs> oh, Lou Baker Jr. is his... Uh, don't, don't get it. Right, so Marconi's cracked it. Um, and he's Marconi's cracked it! He's basically able to send wireless transmissions. Um, and as a result, the International Radio Telegraph Union was officially established um, at the first International Radio Telegraph Convention in 1906. Wow. And rumour has it, that was a party <laughs> to behold. <laughs> I was really, I was about to make the same joke. Off the hook. Woo! Him and Tesla. Woo! Uh, Interestingly, we're talking about primitive radio, so it's not like they could talk over this stuff. Right. All that they could really do was um, utilise something called spark gap technology, right? where effectively they would, um, via some tuned equipment uh, that would broadcast a solid noise, they would be able right. to make small silent gaps by arcing oh. a spark across it. Sure, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right? So they're pretty much interfere. It wasn't really radio broadcast, so it's like it was Morse more code targeted based on the dots interference. And dashes and exactly, yeah, this yeah. was enough to send Morse code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hilariously, uh, spark gap was banned um, in around about the 1930s because <laughs> it is completely impossible to... It, it, covers like a myriad of frequencies right okay. it's totally destructive and it right. disrupts all other radio uh signals oh, so that might be going the on at the same moved time on, they were like we've got to do away with this because it's just fucking with yeah, everybody it's, it's messing with it tony blackburn out on the capital radio is being messed with in the 70s yeah now on no, that barge nobody wants to mess with tony blackburn he <laughs> will uh, cut, cut a fool so we're going to flash forward a bit because <laughs> we're not really talking about radio as in you know the bbc world service and tony all of blackburn, that we're yeah. talking about data data and in 1971 yep the um, first <laughs> ever, a a jump, okay. first ever wireless computer network was set up. Okay, it was set up in uh, Hawaii, and it was called Aloha Net. Oh fuck off! <laughs> Aloha Net. Yep. You know the Hawaiians haven't got a word for snow. No, that's Eskimos. 
move on. Uh, yeah, and, and actually, AlohaNet broke down to additi- additive links online Hawaii area. They were really working to get Aloha yeah. Talk in there. about getting it to fit. Jesus, yeah. And this was actually connecting the various because Hawaii, as you're aware, has like Big Island it's and other islands. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it was um, a radio backhaul system to connect the networks at the different research stations back right. to the main computer, the timeshare mainframe okay. on the Big Island. Right. Um, and it worked. No. It worked so well. <laughs> Um, that some portions of the Aloha Net protocol right. are still in use today in, in uh, satellite radio comms. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, Imrasat, which is one of the but big satellite providers, it uses w- the same protocol as Aloha Net. It just because the, of the geography of the islands necessitated that it be a wireless network? Or they were I like- don't know. I think it was like they were, it was their, their university tech department built it, and I sure, think it was mostly sure. because it was cool. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, like they Hawaii's could have just, just run a bit I mean, when you go to Hawaii now, they're like, um, we invented the wireless network. I think you'll you find. Know, yeah. yeah. Um, Aloha. Have you got Net. the password for Wi-Fi? No. You're not worthy of Hawaiian <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> Strongest signal. Can't stop the signal in Hawaii. Okay, yeah, moving on. <laughs> so much to get through. <laughs> right. So we're going to fast forward a little bit further to 1988. 17 years. Uh, and a product called Wavelan. Wavelan. Which was the first commercially available... Local area... Network. network. Couldn't yes. think of anything funny quick enough. Nokia. Moving on. Nokia. <laughs> this begins with G. <laughs> That's why it's funny. Local area Nokia. Um, yep. And this was actually the first commercially available system that was developed by NCR... National Cash Register Corporation. And those guys, fuck. Uh, AT&T. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, We keep coming back to AT&T. And uh, Lucent. Ass tits and tits, that's what that stands for. That's not what it stands for. Slightly quicker that time, but it's right. Right. We'll get there, we'll get there. And by the time we get to 1991, NCR contribute the Waveland design to the IEEE, which is the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers. Again, now, they really get some. <laughs> Again, those guys fuck. They actually probably do. The IEE are like the. Um, Where do you work? They're IEE, like the nerd Illuminati. It's like splish. they're super powerful in the engineering world. <laughs> Illuminati. Yeah, they're the wireless Illuminati. Not just wireless. Anything to do with electric engineering. Oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, what the IEEE did was to take um, the Waveland protocol and formulate something called the 802 LAN Standards Committee. I knew today was going to be a real thriller, but yeah, this has been a, this is, is a real roller coaster it, of emotions. It does get better. <laughs> it doesn't get better. The 801... 802... 11. Sorry, I'm thinking the previous iteration. Because all of the IEEE standards are numbered. Right. So 802 is the bit that deals with wireless communication. Right. Um, I'm kind of interested to know what the other 801 yeah, I, are. I was, I was going to ask, but I mean, I assume you've got them all listed there. Uh, no, I have not. One, peanut butter and jelly and sandwiches. <laughs> no, one is peanut butter, <laughs> two, two is jelly, three two, is peanut butter and jelly. if there is a sock on the door, I am jerking off, don't come in. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, and this led to the founding of the 802.11 Wireless LAN Working Committee. Three, the 802.11, that's yeah. what I say. So the <laughs> <laughs> and they produced the original IE 802.11 standard, Woo! which eventually became popularly known as Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that is a better name. Well, than the IEEE 802.11 standard. But what's Fi short for? I mean, I get Wi. Fidelity. It's wireless. Wireless fidelity. Well, it's based off of hi-fi, which was high fidelity. Right. Uh, fidelity is quality. Yeah. 
and so they it doesn't work. Right? It doesn't make any sense. They wireless just did it quality. because it sounds like hi-fi, and people knew hi-fi. Is hi-fi-fi. it literally what it is? Yeah. Ugh. Sucks. So, like, electrical engineering geniuses with no creative minds of any variety. This is why them. we don't let them name things. Jesus. And this is why, to be fair, they didn't. They wanted to call it the IEEE 80211 <laughs> standard. Um, uh, what's your 802-11-IEE uh, standard password? <laughs> Nightmare. Go and run someone's house. It's uh, password123, actually. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, meanwhile, in the world of telecom. Meanwhile... Um, so by this point, Marconi's um, dead. And, way dead. Uh, he's long gone for ages. Um, but his kind of revolution has uh, piqued the interest of the big telephone companies, right? Like AT and T. Voice telephony is a big thing by the middle of the 20th century, uh, and loads oh, yeah. of people are trying to solve the golden goose, which is how do we make it mobile? Yeah. How can we make it wireless? Yep. Well, we've um, all seen Lethal Weapon when Danny Glover phones up the psychiatrist and he's got that great big yeah. giant machine. Oh, yeah. Um, phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> anyway, so we can go all the way back to like 1918, um, right. and you've got the German railroad system was testing wireless yeah, but think telephony about where the trains were going. Uh, on military trains. Sure. Uh, and they also rolled out, uh, strictly covered uh, along the um, railroad, right? Sure. So, because the whole point about wireless telephony is you need to have transmitters and receivers, transceivers, yep. if you will. Right. Um, and they oh, also that's what transceiver means. It's a transmitter and a receiver. Really? Literally just got that now. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we have this podcast, isn't it? Jesus, I'm fucking stupid. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What's Wi-Fi stuff? No. Um... <laughs> All of the big telco players knew that they could basically take the system and crack it, but the initial focus was, because the equipment was so heavy and needed so much power, was rather than a truly portable phone, they were trying to solve automobile phones or car phones. Sure, because you've got the power unit of the car and it's already massive anyway. Yeah, so so adding an extra 40 kilograms or whatever. 40, okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, wow, okay. In in 1949, (laughs) AT&T... Um, commercialised something that they called the mobile telephone service. The AT&T guys got in the IEE marketing department in. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Um, now, this equipment weighed 36 kilos. Sure. Um, and the network was basically rolled out over a couple of cities, and the, uh, like, it's not even the freeway, because the freeway system, I don't think, was built in 1939. Uh, uh, 49. No, it was uh, it was Eisenhower later. Yeah, to join anyway, all the military bases together, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but they basically linked what That's are called That's why the highways roads. in America have got such big gaps in the middle between the lanes. Yeah, so you can get a tank down So you can get it. a tank down them, yeah. 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 Um, I've learned that in Jack Reacher. So ridiculously <laughs> heavy, and the entire network yeah. in the city could only support three simultaneous callers. Oh, so So really basically, good. you could phone me, and our producer could phone... Home, uh, <laughs> and phone. somebody could phone the speaking clock, and that's it. The network saturated. I love that the speaking right. clock was a thing, though. Um, the other thing that happened very much uh, with the AT&T thing is it wasn't like you could dial the number; it was all operator patch. Oh yes, it was like operator. So you had to, to basically San pick up five. your radio yeah. phone in your car yeah. uh, and say, "Operator, connect me to." So it. when you see them war movies and they've got the big old massive radio power pack and they've got the big enormous phone and they're calling in a, a uh, an airstrike, an airstrike or yeah. whatever in World War Two and stuff that's just straight up radio that's, that's not just straight radio right, yeah right, okay, okay. it doesn't touch the but to be honest I didn't network. think they were actually on a satellite um, phone <laughs> yeah. Normandy well, Beach didn't have any satellites hello pre- operator <laughs> <laughs> yeah indeed yeah um, okay so 1973 Martin Cooper of Motorola 
yeah. Motorola was a thing in then. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made the first mobile telephone call from a handheld telephone. Right. Uh, he called, this is brilliant, he it's called Dr. Joel S. Engel yeah. of Bell Labs, who is his exact rival. So basically, the first well, mobile phone like, call ah. was a troll. <laughs> That's was like, so, brilliant. Uh, guess where I'm That's phoning you so from? Good. Guess where I'm phoning you from? Anywhere I like. Suck a bag of dicks. Well, anywhere I Are like. Are there any walls in your house? How does the roof stay up? No. Anywhere I like, provided you were happy to maintain uh, holding a phone that weighed 1.1 kilos. So um, you're saying that I get sweet, sweet biceps? Yeah, whilst yeah. I, but yeah. on one side. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would only support 30 minutes of talk time. Sure. Who's talking on the phone? Well, no, no. Everyone's uh, wife. Between charges. So. <laughs> oh, between charges. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it took 10 hours to fully recharge, so you get an extra half an hour. 10 hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like my iPhone. No, it doesn't. It charges very quickly. They're very, very good, actually. It, it does. Yes. Very, very, very. They are very, very. Good. Sponsor um, content. So this is like the first analog mobile system, right? Uh, and they accelerated through the seventies and the eighties, and we've got the classic examples of the yuppies sure. and the stockbrokers on yeah, their yeah, phones. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, so they had so, so much coke in the system; they can lift so up those heavy phones. Yeah, not a problem. Um, and of course, seen, the phones got smaller street. and lighter. Sure. Um, and then they had snake on them. And I they, assume you've got a segment about snake. No. They also introduced uh, the concept of a cell network, sure. uh, which was quite important. So why is it called cellular? Why is it a cell? Why is it a cell? Yeah. Because you have multiple transceivers covering a broader area in right. cells. Hexagonal patches. Oh, right. Okay. And as you move from one cell to another, you actually seamlessly hand off between the towers. Right. So the, the area covered by the mobile tower or whatever is, is fairly is a cell. limited. Right. Is, yeah, is a, a cell. cell, yes. Okay. There um, you go. Of course, you can also connect to multiple, which means that you can, in theory, uh, triangulate connectivity by connecting to two or more cell towers. I've seen CSI. I know how triangulating locations of serial killers works. Apparently you just click the triangulate button on the laptop. There's a satellite picture of his face. He's gone dark. He's holding a phone bill. It's given us his address. In the 90s, cell phones go digital. They do. And they bring with them data on your cell phone. In the 90s? Yeah. So we're now in the early 90s, which means... Hackers. No. Our favourite inventor. Nokia. Trevor Bayliss. No, the other one. Tesla. That guy that makes those crazy... The cra- yeah, I know who you mean. The producer is miming it. I'm doing... I'm, this is a bit... The producer, producer. is miming taking a dick pic, he just is. to clarify what he was miming. Weirdly, um, he put his dick out, though. So, is... TBL has just invented the web. Right. And on mobiles, that means we have got WAP. Which whap. sounds a little bit dirty. Which is what people used it for, to be whap, fair. Whap. No, they didn't. Slowly um, loading up a picture on your Nokia of a vagina. In grayscale. In grayscale. And then That's you just like go it. back to playing Snake. Which explains why I'm into elderly porn to this day. It was the anticipation. You know, kids <laughs> was, these days don't oh, know it's the a joy head. of... It's a hairline. Oh, it's her eyes. Oh, it's her oh. nose. It's her neck. It's a boob. I'm bored of boobs now. Oh, it's a belly button. Oh, my God. Oh, my parents are home. Shit. That was an hour well spent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, my mum's just picked up the phone. Um, so this was powered, WAP ran over something called the uh, called GPRS. What does WAP stand for? Um, wireless Ask Pictures. I think it, it something application protocol or access protocol. Wireless? wireless a- or web protocol. access? Wide access? I don't know. Nobody cares. It's not a thing anymore. Fair enough. We'll just make it up. They don't um, know. That's why they listen to this. And yeah, fat It whap. stands for Wales Anus. Porn. Porn. Perfect. Nailed it. Um, Stop the landing. Yeah, so general packet radio services, um, what's referred to as a 2.5G, 
So somewhere between 2G and 3G. Right. Uh, GSM-backed mobile data service, and it supported speeds of a blistering 56 kilobits per second. Can I ask a question? You can. Cool. I mean, that is a format of this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, why two and a half? What's two and a half? What's 3G? What's 4G? What does the three we'll and the four We'll oh. get onto that. I mean, Tension is created. One G was the first system. generation of mobile telephony uh, sure. using the GSM system. Does G stand for generation? Uh, yes. Ugh. Jesus, get a marketing guy. Oh, goat. All right, it stands for goat. One goat. One it's goat. Horse power. Yeah. It's goat power. The you telephone system is powered by goat. It can power that many wireless networks. Yeah. So <laughs> 2.5 G sits right. between the second generation, right. which was. Um, I don't know exactly what the difference was between that and the first one. Uh, and the, the third, third generation, generation which no. is 3G, which right. we've all heard of. Yep, which we use sometimes when we're inside a pub and we can't get 4G. Probably. Yeah, I think I'm probably on 3G right now. So, yeah, 56 kilobits a second over GPRS, which mm-hmm. means that we are downloading our monochrome porn at about the same speed as a dial-up modem. Right, but um, wirelessly, so you can jerk off in a pub. anywhere, yeah. I mean, not in public, right? Right? No. No, no. <laughs> It was what's referred to as a best effort, best effort system. <laughs> work. That's what everybody does at work. Lame. <laughs> it was a best effort system, so right. there was no guarantee that you'd get that speed. It would just kind of try, and sure. basically it was terrible. Like Wi-Fi in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Um, the main thing that GPRS did that is the reason we're talking about it so much is because for the first time we were able to connect other devices like our laptop right. to our telephone and sure. make use of its wireless data connection. I remember you could plug it in with a cable and everything. Yeah, or infrared. Oh if yeah, you were really edgy. You had to like point it directly at yeah. the. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. Which meant that we actually <laughs> technically got kind of early roaming systems where you could sure. connect to email. You could browse the web, albeit very slowly. You could get onto your AOL uh, account. Yeah. You've got Your Hotmail account, when we all had them. Um, so, uh, we're going to flash quickly through the various evolutions of GSM. Sure. So, 1G gave way to 2G, GPRS 2.5G, this gave <laughs> oh, yeah. way can to... You, can you let me cover this? 1B, 1G gave way to 2G, 2G gave 2.5, which was between 2 and 3, then 3G, yeah. now we've got 4G, which yeah. you might see on your phone is LTE, yeah. which stands for Lizard Tongue Enthusiast. It actually stands for something else. Long-term evolution, I think. Ugh, Jesus, um, Mary, Mother of God. Uh, yeah, so um, we've also got somewhere in the mix, uh, we've got something called enha- uh, Enhanced Data Rates for GSM, right. Edge. Yep. Um, and oh, that's what H means when you get H instead of 3G. H is actually um, HSPA, which is High Speed Packet oh, something. Jesus. I have no idea. Um, There's nothing sexier than this, is there? And that's more or less it for mobile, so we're going to sure. stop talking about that now. So if you think back to uh, Waveland that gave way to Wi-Fi, and these are the IEEE guys. Aloha um, net begot Waveland begot yes. Wi-Fi. So the original Wi-Fi protocol was 802.11. Sure. And it ran on... I feel the, like I've seen that in IP addresses and stuff like that or something. I've seen that on the You've on seen the it on the computer, yes. Yeah, yeah, 802.11 yeah. will appear when you configure your wireless network. Because oh, that's, that's what it's called. I've seen it. Um, it originally ran on the 2.4 gigahertz frequency. Cool, the coolest frequency. Yeah, easily, by a long shot. That's what they chose. It had a range of about 20 meters and a throughput of about 1 to 2 megabits per second. Right. Um... It One was, to two megaseconds? Yeah. Okay, sure. Pretty slow. Yeah. Um, faster than GPRS, which is running about half that. Listen, In fact, not even. Napster worked. That's um, 20, 20 times slower. Anyway, um, and it was designed specifically as a wireless replacement for the traditional physical transport, uh, the physical connection right. layer, yeah. so cables. Yes, yeah. Um, which means it didn't really have much to do about what ran over it. 
it right. was just able to send data in the same way that you would previously send it over a cable. Okay. And it then went through a series of pretty rapid improvements. Because the original protocol was released in 1997. Mm-hmm. In 2002, we had 802.11G. <gasps> so we'd already had ADCD. 12 not imaginative enough. No, because 80211 is the wireless standard. Uh, 802 is the family of wirelessness. 8211 is you know Wi-Fi. What? I'm sorry. 802.11A, B, C, D. Real dumbass. Yes. I mean, honestly, I cannot believe you it's didn't like wear I that. wasn't even paying attention. It's like I zoned out and was so looking at those plants over there. G ran at 54 megabits per second. <laughs> right. And this is um, six years after the original that ran at one or two. Megabits, bigger kilobits. Uh, megabits are a thousand kilobits. Well, I remember. Yeah. See, I'm paying attention. Uh, and in 2009, so another six years later, we get 802.11n, which can run either 288 meg. Was there G H I J K? Whatever. There, there whatever are comes after the other letters are actually used, but they're used for kind of industrial uh, applications and specific subsets of Wi-Fi. Okay. We're talking about the general ones that you kind of have in your home in or your office. house. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so. So 8211N could run at either 288 or 600 uh, megabits per second if you're running it in the 5 gigahertz band. So this is a question I would like to ask you. Go for it. When I set up my my new Mafiber, Mafiber Wi-Fi, for some reason I've got two things on my phone. One was my wireless and one was my wireless 5 gigahertz. So should I be using the 5 gigahertz? Is that better? Yes. Cool, then it's I the short need to answer. Go home and change something. So, 5 gigahertz basically was introduced as it's actually always been one of the alternate frequencies for Wi Fi, but it right. was only really rolled out um, in general terms right. with the introduction of 802.11n right. uh, and later the new standard, which is 802.11ac. So, my question then is why is it do both? Why don't you just give because me the 5 gigahertz? 2.4 gigahertz has better. Are you ready for this? It yeah. has better penetration. <laughs> And that's yeah. what I'm using it for. Yeah. So it will. Uh, it's basically it will give you a slightly wider, longer range, and it will deal with going through walls the and things better. The signal is stronger in my bedroom. Yeah. For the five gigahertz. But five gig is faster, and right. it is also, as we will discuss in a moment, subject cool. to considerably less interference because there's sure. much less stuff in the five there's gigahertz less space. Less traffic in the five gigahertz range. Indeed. Um, so yeah, N also introduces something called Mimo, which is quite cool. If any of the Irish like Facebooks, uh, <laughs> that Mimo, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> multiple input/output antennas. So basically, multiple you input? not only do you have full duplex on the wireless signal. What do you mean, Mimo then? Uh, Mimo, I know. Antennas is the last word. I don't, I don't look again. Engineers, you should be Momoa. Momoa, it's similar to Aloha. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or Mimosa. The Listen, the, oh, now we're on to something. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so we get what. up to the modern standard is currently something called 802.11ac, right. and in the 5 gigahertz band that will allow throughput of 3.4 gigabits So that's a bit second. better, isn't so it? So that's like 34,000 megabits. So that's why I can watch Netflix and 3, watch megabits at the same time. Yes, and so can everybody else in your house, which is Should they why to? your parties are so popular. Because we're all in separate rooms, <laughs> jerking it. Let's move on. <laughs> so, to be honest, the trouble with Wi-Fi is that, short of some of the stuff that we'll come on to about kind of the difficulties of doing it, and like you can, like, there's not really that much to talk about it. Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi. It right. just is, and it so works. This is a waste of time, then. Yeah, it works on different frequencies. Let's talk about and, Robocop, and, then. Fuck it. So, uh, no, we're going to talk about Bluetooth. <laughs> oh. So, That's radio, too. 1989, yeah. Niels Riedbeck, who's the CTO of Ericsson, um, started a project not, for... Not, not of Sony Ericsson. Well, briefly, yes. They're now oh. ST Ericsson. Right. Having been bought, sold... They've been bought and sold more times than a $5 hooker. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. 
No, cool. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so they want a low-power, short-range um, radio system ostensibly for connecting headsets right, sure, yeah, to, yeah, to the new range of mobile yeah, yeah. phones. It's so that when you're on the phone taking phone calls at work, you can walk around from your desk. Yeah, which you could do uh, but be you were using something called DECT or you were using an analogue system that wasn't very secure. Yep. Uh, and DECT, to be honest, was pretty power-intensive, whereas right. Bluetooth was designed to run on tape the batteries. Right, right, sure, sure. So, ostensibly, the only interesting things about Bluetooth are it was designed to do kind of this voice communication bit. Yep. Um, and it now handles things like full high-definition audio, so yeah, speakers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, data transfer between devices. Yeah, so many people, have, I mean, everyone's um, got a Bluetooth speaker, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know about everyone. I'm, Everyone, Rob. Okay, fine. Uh, a range of other applications. <laughs> right. The only interesting thing about Bluetooth, aside from the fact that it uh, led rise to the phrase blue tool. Why is it called Bluetooth? It's, do you know? No. Really? You no, don't know this? Don't right, know. brilliant. Okay, so <laughs> Bluetooth is named for the Scandinavian hey, pirate. Blathand, or Blathan, <laughs> right. who's the 10th century king whose name right. was Harald Bluetooth. Right. And Harald's claim to fame was that he united the tribes of Danish land uh, into Denmark. a single kingdom. <laughs> right. And the whole point about Bluetooth was it was meant to unite all of the devices under a single protocol. Right, cool. It gets even cooler. Oh, because such a cool reason. You know the Bluetooth logo <laughs> that yeah. you've seen, right? So oh, that yeah. kind of B and what have you. What yeah, you yeah. may not realise is that that's what's referred to as a bind rune, and it merges the runes for Hagel and the runic letter Bjarken, his initials. What, seriously? Yeah, so next time you look <laughs> okay. at that Bluetooth logo... I took the piss, but that is actually... It's, it's kind of crazy. awesome, right? that's cool. not even the amazing fact. <laughs> is it not? No. I honestly thought I'd ruin the amazing fact. That's no. brilliant. Um, these days, the Bluetooth stack uh, actually consists of three main protocols. You've got classic Bluetooth, classic. Bluetooth high speed, which is actually um, a kind of a rebadged Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth low energy that came out with Bluetooth 4 right. and is used to connect to things like wearable peripherals, he says, waving sure. his own Apple Watch, which works very well on an audio medium. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's your Bluetooth stack. The ubiquity of uh, wireless communication... Yes does actually disguise some of the challenges and the difficulties that are inherent in using radio as a data transmission network. Sure. Or a data transmission right. system. Just because it's everywhere doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah, exactly so. Um, and the um, IEEE and the Bluetooth guys have had to solve all sorts of fairly gnarly problems to get all of their stuff working. Um, the first of which being range and power. So okay, the range yeah. of a radio and the yeah, power yeah. needed to transmit it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, in a mobile device, we've got relatively small quantities of power. We're limited, yeah, yeah. and therefore the radios need to be very efficient. But that's why they're receivers, not uh, transmitters. transmitters so well, they transmit as well, otherwise you wouldn't be able to send WhatsApp messages. Foiled again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is that if you look at a modern smartphone, right. and we'll talk about this in a little bit... But it does have to beam it up to a satellite, doesn't it? No. It beams it to the wireless thing. It beams it to the nearest radio station. Yeah, radio tower. Uh, cell tower. But oh, how, many radios, <laughs> how many radios do you think are in your mobile? Hundreds. Seriously. One? No, you've probably got Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. It's not all the same thing, then? Nope. Right. Um, I mean, in a lot of cases, they actually are. They're repurposed and very smart Bluetooth chipsets. Wi-Fi and then the, the mobile receiver Yeah, but the mobile network receiver jobby. network jobby works on 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G. Oh, right. And they're separate protocols. So they've protocols. got to have separate receivers Again, for each no, one. Again, there's a, a system that can do all four. But effectively, right. if you were breaking them down logically, you've yeah. got at least six 
most uh, non-Apple phones also have an FM receiver in them anyway, because... Because everyone's listening to the fucking radio. Well, no, because they're not enabled a lot of the time. And you've got your GPS radio. Oh, yeah. So your phone actually contains a whole bunch of radios, all of which want power you most think of the it'd time. Be one little thing that is like a stick it's yeah. wired into something and it just, does everything that's it. what's that that's the radio stick I, it goes back to what I always say about smartphones it's just a box of magic isn't it it used to be a shack a radio shack but they made it smaller <laughs> to put it in a phone get out <laughs> the problem with range is really interesting as well because radio yeah. waves adhere to something that as I'm sure you're aware is mm-hmm. called the inverse square law Oh, yeah, yeah. And this affects all um, electromagnetic radiation. Just in case our listeners don't know what that is, why don't you explain it? Okay, fair enough. So this is the uh, law that dictates that the intensity of radio waves over distance um, is basically inversely proportional to the square of the distance from the source. Oh, chestnut. So if you double the distance away, you get four times less power. Sure. I mean, I know that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, So... And if you think about it, that means that basically being two foot away from your wireless router mm. and then being four foot away from your wireless router, you've actually lost most of the transmission power yeah. that that system can kick out. Yeah. And likewise, your phone has to transmit back again. So you've got the same problem both ways. We've also wow. got the problem of interference and um, capacity of the system. Cause, yeah, because like, if I'm, I don't know, watching Netflix through my Blu-ray player, which is wireless, and I'm on my phone and I'm playing on my Switch... And the wife's on her iPad. Does that not all interfere with each other? It doesn't necessarily, but yeah, so you've got multiple clients all connected to the same frequency. So you're all transmitting and receiving. And if you think in simple terms, if you had two walkie-talkies and you're both transmitting on the same channel, you're not going to get a very good result. Sure, yeah. Because radios interfere with each other. Yeah, of course. And in some cases, what we actually get is Is uh, something called waveform cancellation, which is really bad. Waveform cancellation? Yeah, um, which basically, if you take two waves of oh, equal they intensity they will cancel each other out, each other sure, out. Yeah, sure. and of course radio is just a wave at the end of yeah. the day um, unless you look at it when it yeah so they have to be really smart no, about light. hopping between multiple clients <laughs> yeah. so you've got capacity issues on Wi-Fi um, one of the classic examples of so really bad capacity you think you just is, get a box through the post you yeah. stick it in the wall and there's all this like, yeah. wait what um, my Wi-Fi's not working turn it off turn it back on again alright <laughs> One of the classic examples of failed capacity planning is, have you ever been at a music festival? I have many times. And your phone doesn't work. Yes. Because there are too many people it's like for the local cell tower to handle it. text your parents, Happy New Year, on New Year's Eve, yeah, and, and the you never get through because it. everyone in the whole universe is doing exactly the same thing. The other problem that they had with Wi-Fi um, is that they picked 2.4 gigahertz because right. it was unregulated. Sure. Uh, or, well, it was allowed Classic. under regulation. I mean, I think really they are the real punk rock stars. But the trouble is, other things run at 2.4 gigahertz, including yeah. microwave ovens. Oh, really? Cordless telephones, right? baby monitors, and a whole bunch of other stuff. All of them interfered with the Wi-Fi Because it's unregulated, so they were like, oh, we'll just get involved. Um, not unregulated, but it was allowed for that kind of So they've uh, all just communication. Hopped, on, hopped yeah. on the 2.4 gigahertz bandwagon. Um, next problem, packet loss. So you're sending data Didn't between they? point A and point B. If you have a cable running between them, that yeah. cable, unless it's cut, is going to be a guaranteed yeah, yeah, yeah. physical sure. link, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You have no such guarantee with radio. In, you're going to get lost in the ether, can't it? It yeah. gets lost in the ether. It gets dif- deflected or refracted. It gets interfered with. Um, oh, it just doesn't get received. Yeah. So they've had to build a whole load of technology around making sure that the system can work reliably when potentially it could be missing half of the information. It, if it doesn't work, it bounces back to the receiver, right? to the transmitter, right? 
No, what they've actually done is they've put in a very um, careful system, and it's actually kind of handled at the transport layer, so right. a level above, right. where you will have um, a signal and then you have an acknowledgement that the signal's been received. Yeah. And then you have the data and then you have an acknowledgement for each packet. Okay. So it's actually doing an awful lot of, uh, did you get that? Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah. Did you get that? Just That's so going I can on all like the time. a picture of your dinner that you put yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be fair, your dinners look great. And, of course, the um, the biggest, two biggest challenges, and these are huge, are regulation, right. Wi-Fi, GSM, uh, Bluetooth, are international standards. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get countries to agree on a standard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so this is where the IEEE guys really are oh, super powerful. This is where powerful. they have the big swinging dicks they have the, the big Wi-Fi world. And, yeah. yeah, the big dicks. This is why we let them sit on thrones in the EU. Yeah. This is why we need Brexit. Yeah, um, because <laughs> they have to basically smack whole governments around the head right. and negotiate the fact that and that's the why they call FCC the has a different regulation to the UK, to Europe. That's why they call the IEEE the pimps yeah. of the tech world. They're the regular McDonald's. Sometimes pimps. they've got to lay the pimp hand down. Um, <laughs> and interestingly, actually, locally, there was a problem when we started to get, um, I think it was Freeview, the TV, digital TV signal. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, because we're so close to France here, the UK Freeview channels, the frequencies that yeah. they're allowed to use in the UK, we are not allowed to use because the top end of those frequencies mm. overlaps with what the French use oh, for yeah, the military. So, like, I, every time I turn on my TV, it says, oh, we found new channels for available to you. And when yeah. you try and tune it in, it's just some rando French channel. You can because... also pick up French TV here, which is kind of cool. And sometimes... Uh, I, I, Art... I, uh, we've actually, <laughs> yeah, TV24, uh, we've had, um, where, where I lived previously on the other side of the island, when I lived on the east of the island. Um, which is closest we, to France, if anybody doesn't to know France, the yeah, geography sorry, of Jersey. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to anybody else. Um, I had to change my phone because it would reset the clock dependent on the time zone. And because we were so near to France, it would attach itself to a French mobile network and thereby send the clock either now backwards or now forwards or whatever, depending on the time of year. And I kept being an hour early or an hour late for work. Because <laughs> my alarm went off at a different time all the time. So I'd wake oh, up man. thinking it was fine, go and get the bus. <laughs> they'd turn up and they'd be like, where have you been? <laughs> Wi-Fi, what are you going to do? The final big challenge is how do you secure something that is by its very definition transmitted through the air? Dobermans that can shoot beads out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah, don't think that would work. Um, Have you tried it? But yeah, so the whole point about radio frequency is anybody with the right equipment can listen can, to it. Yeah, they can Therefore, they can jack, um, jack in. <laughs> That's not a good turn of phrase. Jack in, jack off, drop out. They can, um, uh, yeah, hack a jack. Yep. Turn on, jack off, drop back. out. Yeah. Which is why you should never use Wi-Fi in an airport. Exactly, because you've got all of these different technologies to do with encrypting the signal and what have you, but they all need to be built in, and they all need to be interoperable, and they so, all need to be standardised. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a giant It's the Wild West out there. It is. Oh, it's crazy. So. <laughs> Just trying to inject some drama. <laughs> I think it's about time for the amazing fact. Well, More amazing than the Bluetooth guy. This has been guy. pretty amazing so far. And this amazing fact is not technically to do with radio, but I do love it, because it is to do with like, mobile data <laughs> and, like, and transfer. The shark in Jaws was called Bruce, named after his lawyer. Ah! Really? Yeah. They called him Bruce, and it was named... You don't know that? No. Oh, man, we need to get back to Jay. Lickety-split. Yes. Going saying as that fast again. as we can. <laughs> um, yeah, so your average text message. Yeah. Uh, in the US, it costs about five cents, or five P, right, if sure. you will, uh, to send a text message. Which means me get it free in my package. Hang so on, hang on. Which means that at five <laughs> cents per message, right. the cost per gigabyte 
of data is around $383,000. What? Which makes it more expensive than sending a gigabyte to Mars. So basically telecom companies can fuck off because that is... Oh, you I mean, this is, just give it for free then. You this is by comparison, the Mars Global Surveyor, so the total cost for the Mars Global Surveyor to send yeah. a gigabyte of data back to Earth yeah. from Mars yeah. is around about 284000 And that includes the $200 million uh, dollar budget cost of building the for launching robot. the satellite <laughs> and nine years of operating costs incurred by NASA. That's amazing. So SMS that is amazing. remains the most expensive means of transmitting data So just phone your mum. Stop man. texting her. No, just use WhatsApp like everybody else. It's true. But this is why Apple made such a big push to get iMessage included on the iPhone. Because that's not an SMS, is it? Because they didn't want the telcos to be making all this yummy money when they could just be like, yeah, yeah we yeah. send it over data. So, how far... <laughs> this, this is dumb. Yeah. This is going to set a new precedent of dumb. Go on. How fast is a radio wave, Rob? <laughs> uh, how long does it take to transmit from Mars to... I don't understand radio waves, Rob. Uh, okay, so how fast is electromagnetic radiation? It's faster. Uh, hang on, I'm Go gonna on. say there's there's a specific speed you should be going for. Is it's it the, fairly famous. Is it the speed of light? It is the speed yeah, of light. Yeah, I thought it yes. might be. As soon as I opened my mouth, I realised. To be honest, so how long does it take to get from Earth to Mars? I think it's about. It's not seven, not even seven minutes. It's seven yeah, minutes. It is, to the sun. I mean, it is when I run. Oh, fine. <laughs> Well, you haven't seen keep, me go. You keep stopping for pizza. <laughs> it's true. Um, I think if the, you haven't had the pizza at Uranus, yeah. I mean, you've gone too far, admittedly. But <laughs> oh, this is this is real got yeah. off the rails here, isn't it? <laughs> We've got other types of radio, right. uh, which we haven't really talked about because we're so fucking stupid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, and a couple of the notable examples. There are loads, um, but uh, one of them that we have here in Jersey is something called LoRaWAN. Now, LoRaWAN is a specifically designed radio protocol designed for low power, low data, low bandwidth transmission. Um, <laughs> I don't, honestly don't know whether to believe you or not. No, this is a real LoRaWAN. thing. LoRaWAN. LoRaWAN. Uh, right. And we have one in Jersey. Invented by Our a local lady called provider. Sharon. <laughs> L-O-R-A. Right, It's sure. invented by Lorraine. L-O-R-A. Okay. Lorraine Wang. It's Lorraine Kelly. Uh, no. That's what she did afterwards. The whole point behind this is that oh, it can oh, be used... Oh, sorry, our producer is giving us the wind-up message. I assume you want us to talk about Trevor Bayliss, the inventor of the wind-up radio. <laughs> Nailed it! Dying so, to get that in there. Dying uh, to get this. Uh, sorry, we'll, about give, radio. we'll give Trevor a shout-out in the bloopers. Trevs! Uh, yeah, LoRaWAN useful for things like um, IoT devices that have small amounts of data that need to be sent back regularly, and right. it's very, very power-efficient. Does so, it use the 2.4 gigahertz range as well? No. Oh. It uses something else, and I can't remember what because I didn't sure. write it down. Sorry. Uh, Should have we it. also have WiMAX. WiMAX. WiMAX, which is nothing it's to do with Wi-Fi. It's like Wi-Fi, but really big things. <laughs> it's like a big Wi-Fi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The router yeah. doesn't fit in your house. It's IMAX for white people. Um, which is just IMAX. So this was um, <laughs> basically using microwave for right. last mile WAN access or last mile right. internet access sure. as an alternative to broadband cable or fibre. Right. And it's actually still really popular in certain rural locations where you right. can't run the cable. Oh, sure, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes it's sense. pretty quick. You, know, you can get a gigabit over it. Uh, it's also used um, a lot... That's a T-shirt. Get a gigabit over it. You could, it also used a lot by mobile telecoms companies to do what's called backhaul. So getting data right. between one site and another within their own network. Okay, right, okay. Because sure. all of these mobile phones talk to all of these antennas and they all have to get that data back somewhere, right? I get you. Um, IMAX. And, of course, we have the classic that we haven't even talked about at all. So VHF, UHF, AM and FM the Widow radios, shortwave and all of this. Sure. Um, but we're not talking about that because no, we're not. we haven't got fucking day. No, well, we do, we're but we're not going to do it anyway. No, got Fuck you, man. So what the final, final point, I suppose, is why is all of this stuff important? 
and it's because not just we've decided it's important because it's because we're in a podcast. It's not it? just so that you can kind of you know get porn wherever you are. Although that's, that's part of it. Pretty important. It's the uh, the social impact of um, like the wireless revolution yeah. has led to the rise of something that's been referred to as the personal area network. The pan. Yeah, where you will have your device that's connected potentially wirelessly to your headset, maybe yeah, to sure. your watch or yep. to your running shoes. Yep. Um, your Google glasses. Effectively, what the pan allows us to do is become almost cyborgs, but without all of that tedious surgery and implanting stuff. Sure. Because it gives us powers and connectivity that naturally yeah. we would never be able to have. Well, I, I, I have a long-running theory that uh, we're not going to evolve anymore because we've invented technology to do all the bits we need to do, so our bodies actually won't need to evolve because we just invent stuff to do those things for us. Nice. I just think we'll get longer, faster thumbs. That's just thumbs. one of my theories. Or bifurcated <laughs> thumbs. It's true. So you can text twice as fast. I so you could tickle my balls while I wank. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, oh, man, that was crass even for me. The other, I suppose, major social impact is, and it sounds obvious, but right. let's take a moment just to appreciate that whilst we sit here in this beautiful beer garden, sure. invisible, unseen to our eyes, mm. is a massive cloud of connectivity. Well, you know Superman can see those things. He could. That's a good, you should read that comic, it's good. A massive cloud. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Unending. Uh, unending cloud of connectivity that yeah. taps us into pretty much anything that we wanted sure. in the world in terms of data, in terms of communication, in terms yeah. of uh, listening to a podcast, for example. Do you, do you, this, is, this is kind of an aside. It's slightly related. Um, you know, they, they can date certain wines and check that they actually are from where they're meant to be, from the age they actually are. Because after the first nuclear tests in the 30s and 40s, there's a certain amount of background radiation in the universe. Didn't we talk about this world. last month? Probably. That's why I know it, innit? You told me last month. My amazing fact is this one thing you told me one time. This has been the tech segment of We're Drunk and We Know Things. We've been recording in the Prince of Wales, drinking boondoggle. Our producer this month is Patch Hertz. And it's, it's been real. It's good. Yeah, join us next month. We're doing what letter? Uh, S. And what was this one? R. S. Yeah, S. Probably Superman, innit? Well, Superman and... Sexy computers. Soup. We're going to do soup. The technology, the technology of soup. Yeah. Don't miss it. See you then. Knee deep in the hoopla, sinking in your fight. Sorry, we needed to be quiet for a second so you could burp into the microphone. I get it. I get it. It's fair enough. <laughs> I really wanted to make sure that our producer appreciated that. <laughs> if a day's rich, take it off a meal. If daddy's poor, do whatever you feel. It's fucked up. In the age of me too, I don't think so. Yeah, but have a drink, have a drive. <laughs> exactly. The song is full of shitty advice. This song is just be called Toxic Masculinity. Oh good, we're recording. <laughs>